Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting. Building peace of mind one roof at a time. Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. And Tony Group. Visit the Tony Group in Hilo, Kona, and Waipio. Welcome to This Is Now. There was a lot happening on Oahu this morning from major gridlock on the freeway into town because of several crashes. And there was also a house fire in Nu'uanu. But we begin today's show with a crash that left three elderly pedestrians seriously injured. Yeah, it happened along Ala Moana Boulevard. We've learned from police that the pedestrians did not have the right of way. So far, it appears... It does not appear any charges will be filed against the driver involved. Our Casey Lund was there earlier and gives us this look at the scene. Yeah, the information that we have from EMS is all three of those elderly patients were taken to the hospital in serious condition with multiple injuries. Initially, we had heard it may have been critical, but we had gotten an update uh, that they're in serious condition taken to the hospital just a little while ago. We know this started around 6.26 a.m. when three people were in the crosswalk there when they were struck by a vehicle. There has been no official information if they had the right of way, uh, who they may have been struck by, how fast that car was going, but we do know uh, that one was a female, an 85-year-old woman, another 78-year-old woman, and another 78-year-old woman, again, all taken to the hospital in serious condition at last check. So we're hoping that their condition improves, and we're hoping for good news out of this. We do know that HPD has cleared this scene, or begun to clear it, I should say. Obviously, they're still here, but uh, they've begun to clear that scene relatively early when it's a real serious critical accident or or even a fatal accident, uh, this roadway you'd expect to be shut down uh, for much longer. But you're beginning to see them start to wrap up the scene here. Still, uh, there is a big traffic issue. All this uh, westbound traffic is being diverted. Uh, most of those folks are taking Queen Street. Uh, this might be the best route unless you can get off and go Kapilani. But expect some congestion as uh, uh, the fallout from some of this traffic-wise will still continue into the morning. Again, we're going to be uh, working to get some more information from HPD to see if there are any charges filed. When we first got here on scene, uh, they were removing shoes from the roadway. We had talked to some witnesses that were very shaken up by this, as you can imagine. But uh, three elderly women uh, hit by a vehicle here along Alamoana Boulevard, all taken to the hospital. We'll keep you updated as we learn more right here on Sunrise throughout the morning and updates constantly online at hawaiinewsnow.com. For now, we'll send it back into the studio. Thank you so much, Casey. And that wasn't the only accident involving pedestrians this morning. Another pair of elderly pedestrians were also struck in a separate crash out in Hawaii Kai. Honolulu EMS said two women in their 70s were seriously injured after they were hit by a car while walking this morning. It happened around 7.35 a.m. on Keohole Place and Hawaii Kai Drive. Officials said the victims suffered serious leg and hip injuries. The cause of this crash is not yet known, and the investigation here is also ongoing. 
Now to Nuuanu, where the Honolulu Fire Department is investigating a two-alarm blaze that broke out at a home at around 7.30 this morning. Firefighters were sent to a single-story home on Olona Lane, where they found smoke and flames coming out of the home. HFD said the fire was out within about 10 minutes and no injuries were reported. A fire investigator was on scene to determine the cause of the fire, as well as damage estimates. We have new video of the suspect accused in a gruesome, fatal stabbing at an apartment building in Kaka'ako. Jesse Nielsen made his initial appearance in court this morning. He's accused of killing 63-year-old Yaohua Yan, a resident at the Pacifica. Honolulu police said the two met on social media and met up at the victim's apartment. Authorities said the victim was stabbed multiple times. Nielsen is being held on $1 million bail and was at the Oahu Community Correctional Center on another unrelated charge. Now to a safety alert from the Honolulu Police Department. Be cautious if you see an HPD officer with the name tag B. Paikai on their shirt. Police say someone not only stole that officer's uniform, but also their gun. HPD did not give an exact location, but says the suspect took the items overnight from the officer's car in Kunia. The suspect also has an HPD badge, cap, jacket, and ID card. If you are approached by this suspect, you're urged to call 911. HPD says the officer could face disciplinary action if they did not store their items properly and securely. Well, some big political news out of Washington, D.C. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell announced today that he will be stepping down from his leadership role in November. For more on this, we're joined by Hawaii News Now's White House correspondent John Decker. Good to see you, John. So what can you tell us about this announcement and why is it so significant? Well, it's significant because Mitch McConnell, the longest serving leader of any political party, in the history of the U.S. Senate. And he really uh, understands and understood politics better than anybody that I've ever covered. So it's gonna be a real loss for Republicans once he steps down from his leadership position after the November elections. He was just so good at moving legislation out of the Senate. Uh, and he was also good at stopping legislation when that was necessary as far as what Republicans want to do. Now there will be a big race to succeed him. I think that there are three Republican senators that have their eyes on the leadership post, including John Thune, the number two Republican in the Senate from South Dakota, John Cornyn from Texas, and John Barrasso, three Johns. Uh, he's uh, from Wyoming, but it's going to be interesting for the course of the remainder of Senator McConnell's time as leader to see uh, how he moves forward with legislation that could impact the presidential election. John, did he give any reason for stepping down? I know he had some health issues recently. Yeah, he's 82 years old. Uh, and in fact, he suffered a concussion last fall. Uh, I think that, you know, there's certainly that issue that he had to consider. But he also spoke of the desire to pass the baton to a younger generation. Uh, and he said, sometimes it's important to know when your time is up. And today, uh, he felt that his time is up in terms of serving as the leader. He'll continue serving in the position of minority leader until after the November elections. All right, John, sticking with Congress, what's the latest on the efforts to avoid a partial government shutdown? Some confidence actually today uh, that was exhibited by the House Speaker, Mike Johnson. He believes that uh, he can put together the necessary votes 
to avoid a government shutdown. Uh, obviously, he's spoken to the House Republican Conference, uh, but it's going to be uh, one of those situations, actually, where we're going to be talking about this in just a few weeks' time. Uh, it would just provide a cushion of about uh, three weeks' time. We face the possibility of another government shutdown on March the 22nd. But that will give time for the leaders of Congress in both the House and the Senate to work out uh, the, the spending bills that still need to get passed and make certain that the government is funded through the rest of this fiscal year. All right, turning to the campaign now, uh, President Biden and former President Trump both had victories in the Michigan primary, but are there concerns in both campaigns about the victory margins? Oh, absolutely. You know, on paper, they look like uh, strong victories, and they were. Let's not discount them in any way, but uh, let's talk first about President Joe Biden, the incumbent, the president running for re-election. Uh, 19% of uh, those voting in the Democratic primary did not vote for Joe Biden. Uh, so that's uh, a telling sign in terms of his strength as we go into the general election. And then if we look at uh, former President Donald Trump in the Republican primary, uh, you have Nikki Haley, the former South Carolina governor, garnering 29% of the vote. Uh, so 29% of Republicans uh, decided they don't want Donald Trump to be their standard bearer, their nominee. So uh, both of them need to coalesce uh, their party uh, membership around their candidacies. There's a lot of time to do that before the general election in November. And uh, both candidates will be traveling to the southern border tomorrow. John, you're going to be tagging along with President Biden on Air Force One. Yes. Talk about the purpose of these trips. Well, the purpose for President Biden is acknowledging that this is a major issue. It's a major campaign issue. And uh, this will be his second trip to the southern border. The first time he went to El Paso. Tomorrow, I'll be traveling with President Biden to Brownsville, Texas. Uh, he will hear from border officials. Uh, no talk as to whether or not he'll actually meet with migrants. Uh, we've seen a record number of migrants come to the U.S.-Mexico border uh, during the past year. Uh, 2023 was a record year as far as migrants coming to the U.S. Uh, so that's uh, President Biden. As far as former President Donald Trump, he'll be in Eagle Pass, Texas, about 325 miles away. He'll be touting some of the things that he did while he was president on the issue of border security and also talking about what he would do if he's elected president once again. So it's going to be interesting to be with President Biden tomorrow. This is a top issue for many voters uh, when they list what are your concerns uh, in polls concerning the 2024 election. Absolutely. And we wish you a safe trip, John. All right. Hawaii News Now's White House correspondent, John Decker. Always great to see you. Thank you. Now to a snippet of a new episode of The Debrief with Emily Cristobal, where she continues her discussions on housing with You Heroes' Justin Tyndall. I was hoping to just go into the numbers a little bit more. You know, if a person were to buy a median single-family home today, roughly how much would they have to be making in salaries to afford a down payment and monthly mortgage? Right. So in this fact book, we have uh, a little analysis on the uh, uh, level of affordability for buying a house in the state. Right. So, you know, the affordability has really plummeted recently, in particular because of the rise in interest rates. Right. So mortgages have become, you know, incredibly unaffordable because of high interest rates. And, you know, prices have dipped a tiny bit over the last year, but have really been stable. Right. So affordability has gotten much worse for new home buyers. Right. So we find that, uh, you know, to afford the just the median house, the single family home in the state, uh, you need to earn about 180 percent of the median income. Right. 
And even uh, to, or for the median condo in the state, you need to own, uh, earn above uh, median income, right? So half the state can't even afford, you know, down payment and mortgage payments on, a, on an individual condo. Um, so, you know, this paints a pretty bleak picture in affordability. You know, the majority of uh, us, the majority of households can't afford uh, any housing uh, in the state uh, under current interest rates and prices. Right. And, you know, 180% of the median income, what is that number uh, in dollars? <laughs> right. So that would be, uh, you know, about $150,000, $160,000, I think. You know, if we look across states, uh, you know, the big predictor of homelessness is home prices, right? So there's a lot of, you know, individual reasons that cause someone to become homeless. But, you know, in the data, it's crystal clear that it's really just home prices, right? So if we had cheaper housing, many of those people would be housed, right? Uh, and I think we see it a lot in people leaving the state, right? So we have net out migration from the state every year. Uh, I think 11,000 people left the state uh, for other states last year, more than came the other direction, right? And the big reason, I think, is cost of living and particularly uh, home prices, right? Um, and then people who do stay, you know, we see them paying extreme prices for homes that are, you know, not uh, as high quality as you would get for that price other places, right? So, you know, if we look at these typical, you know, one $1.5 million homes and compare one and $1.5 million homes in other markets, right, there's just a staggering difference in the quality there, right? So, you know, people are really underhoused and have, you know, worse quality housing than they would in a world where we, we built more housing. You can watch and listen to more of The Debrief at hawaiinewsnow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Emily Cristobal for Hawaii News Now. Three people who could have a say in choosing the next UH president were in the hot seat yesterday. Lawmakers grilled interim members of the Board of Regents who are looking to be permanent members of the powerful panel. Jelani Martinez has more. It was a four-hour-long meeting where state senators and students did not hold back. The nominees had a chance to plead their case, including a former governor peppered with questions and criticism on how he's handled the role thus far. On behalf of all my fellow students, we do not support Neil being on the Board of Regents. Several students testified against the appointment of former Governor Neil Abercrombie to UH's Board of Regents. They pointed out his behavior and harsh language during board meetings. When we show up at these meetings and testify and try to raise these questions and concerns, instead of being met with somebody who is open and welcoming, we are instead met with somebody who is rather demeaning and meets our concerns with disparaging remarks. I understand that the public needs time to comment um, and his reference to people who would so enforce Sunshine Law as quote idiot in one of the meetings I think is really disheartening. State Senator Carol Fukunaga says she reviewed videos of those meetings. But you know it, it is quite troubling to to hear that the students are the ones who are most strongly opposing you know your nomination. I regret it if anybody felt uh, offended by the intensity of my response. But on the other hand, when you accuse people of that kind of, 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 uh, of motivation, uh, I think you ought to be prepared to uh, understand that there's going to be a response. Interim Board Chair Alapaki Nahalea was on the hot seat for nearly two hours, questioned about his role as Director of the Department of Hawaiian Homelands. He single-handedly approved a $250,000 grant to an organization that many across the state had questioned. Senator, I, I really wish uh, um, I could recall uh, what, what you're referencing. Um, 
just knowing who I am as a person and, and my own experience in grant making, um, I just know that's not something I would do. Nahalea has been serving on the board for the past five years. He told lawmakers he was unaware of the vacant dorms at UH Manoa. How come nothing was done at the Board of Regents level when there was a vacant dorm there? I, I would say of all the issues um, that we have to consider as regents, uh, housing at Manoa is probably the one I'm, I'm most disappointed in terms of me not being on top of that issue. Majority of the committee voted against reappointing Nahalea. They also voted in support of private attorney and district court judge Lauren Akitake. The committee's recommendations will now go to the full Senate. Reporting from UH Manoa, Jolani Martinez, Hawaii News Now. All right, joining us now is Sergeant Chris Kim from Honolulu Crime Stoppers to talk about some of the latest cases Crime Stoppers needs the public's help with. So, Sergeant Kim, what do you have for us today? Uh, as far as the first case on Wednesday, February 21st, 2024, at about 7.51 p.m., this male entered the number one store on 10th Avenue, brandished a firearm, and then demanded money from the employee, then fled. Uh, he's been described as an unknown Micronesian male, late 20s, approximately 5 feet 5 inches tall, weighing 150 pounds. He had a thin build. He's wearing a yellow face mask, a black hoodie, blue plant, I'm sorry, blue pants, black slippers, and he was armed with a black semi-automatic handgun. Or as the next case on Thursday, February 15, 2024, at about 1.15 a.m., uh, this male entered the parking garage over at 2439 Kapilani Boulevard and then stole the complainant's moped. He's being described as an unknown male with a heavy build, tan complexion, black beard, wearing a black hat, black t-shirt, camel shorts, black slippers, and a black backpack. He was a man in black. Uh, as far as the third case on Tuesday, February 20, 2024, at about 5.55 a.m., uh, this male entered the parking garage over at 2734 South King Street and then stole the complainant's moped. He's also been described as an unknown male with a thin build, fair complexion. He had a tattoo on his left arm. And once again, this male was dressed all in black. Uh, as far as our last case on Sunday, February 18, 2024, at about 3.30 p.m., uh, these two males entered the Tory Richards store over at Kahala Mall and stole items uh, valued at over $750. Uh, suspect number one is being described as an unknown male with a medium build, black hair, fair complexion. He's wearing a white hat, a face mask, a beige t-shirt, and blue jeans. Uh, suspect number two is also being described as an unknown male with a thin build, shaved head, tan complexion. He had tattoos on his hands and back. He was also wearing a face mask, black sweater, tan shorts, and black shoes. Uh, everything we talked about today can be seen over at the www.hunnopedia.org website, bottom left-hand corner under Wanted Persons, as well as other cases that we need the help uh, from the community in solving. Thank you so much for highlighting these cases, Chris. I want to ask you about this last one in particular. It happened at Kahala Mall, which is a busy mall. Mm -hmm. For people who witness something like this happening, What's your advice to them? Should they jump in, stop the suspects, or just let security handle it? What's the best way to go about this? You know, our advice as far as crime stoppers is never get involved. Never get involved because you don't know um, if these people are armed. We've had cases in the past where people were confronted and the suspects were armed, and it's not worth you know, getting uh, hurt or killed over property. If anything, we encourage the public, uh, if you want to get involved, be involved as a good witness, pay attention to what they look like, uh, any distinguishing characteristics such as scars, marks, tattoos, height, weight, ethnicity, clothing description, or if you're able to see which way they fled, uh, if you're able to take a good cell phone video, uh, in that sense, we want you to get involved. But as far as physical confrontations, never, ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these cameras caught them all the way heading out uh, outside by the Pizza Hut there and into their cars. And Chris, I know before,
before we started here today, you also mentioned of a new phone scam that has been circulating. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we received reports of uh, people receiving phone calls uh, from someone purporting themselves to be a Honolulu police officer. In fact, a Honolulu police sergeant. They're actually using the name of an actual uh, sergeant. Uh, they're calling and saying that you're wanted on a federal warrant. Uh, if you don't pay this fine, that you're going to come and we're going to arrest you. We just want the public to know that the police department or any law enforcement agent, for that matter, will never call you, threaten arrest, or try and collect payment over the phone. Thank you Good so reminders. much. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Chris Kim, thank you so much. Once again, if you know of any information in these cases, call Crime Stoppers at 955-8300 or use the really handy P3 Tips mobile app and you can remain anonymous. Let's send things live now to the White House. Oh, wrong title there. This is the White House. It's about 60, 61 degrees there. Stay with us after this short break. We'll have a look at your local forecast. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza! Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. How's it on this Wednesday? Our weather remains the same in that we're going to get more brisk and breezy trade winds through next week, as well as some scattered showers, mainly for those windward and mocha areas. However, a disturbance is due in tonight and again on Sunday with a slight increase in those windward and mocha showers. We're not expecting a washout, but do expect more showers tonight and tomorrow morning, mainly for those windward areas. A little damp this morning for a handful of spots, especially for Oahu and for Kauai, but the showers are on the move. That Amidst the rainfall buildups, flooding not really an issue, and these winds slow in waking up, but they'll be running at breezy levels again today. In fact, by the afternoon, they'll be running at peak speeds, about 15 to 25 miles an hour. Otherwise, today's going to look like the last few days, and it's going to look like the next few days, with passing showers in the morning, drier by lunchtime, high temperatures running to near 80 degrees. Surf's on the way down, so the high surf advisory has been canceled for all east shores. It's still at elevated wave heights, however, and it is going to be chopped and to some extent dangerous. The small craft advisory remains posted. Not a lot happening in the country, although we are expecting multiple swells coming in over the weekend for south, northwest, as well as east shores. So we've got a nice run of brisk and breezy trade wind weather. However, remember, we are expecting a few more showers tonight through tomorrow, and then things will dry up somewhat before another disturbance comes in with an increase in those wind wind and mocha showers between Sunday and Monday. And again, those brisk and breezy winds aren't quitting anytime soon. Willy Wonka's chocolate experience took place at an event space in Glasgow, Scotland, and was marketed as an immersive experience. It promised optical marvels and extraordinary props, but attendees were severely let down by a sparsely decorated warehouse that didn't look anything like the ad. The event advertised chocolate fountains, performances by Oompa Loompas, and interactive experiences for $44. One father said kids received two jelly beans each and a quarter cup of lemonade, and there was no chocolate. It was scheduled for last Saturday and Sunday, but facing disappointed families, organizers canceled it Saturday afternoon. The event organizer, the House of Illuminati, said they recognized the event was a disappointment and they should have canceled it sooner. The organizer apologized and offered full refunds. Oh my goodness, that's kind of cringeworthy. I know, it's so oh bad. boy.
All right, let's end with some good news, you guys. Check out these remarkable new images taken from the moon. The Houston-based company uh, developed the Odysseus lander, which touched down on the lunar surface last week. It's the first U.S.-made vehicle to make a soft touchdown on the moon in five decades, and it's also the first commercial spacecraft designed and built by a commercial company to make a soft landing on the moon. Now, despite significant setbacks during the spacecraft's dramatic descent to the surface, all of its instruments are still transmitting data. Scientists thought the spacecraft's batteries would have run out of power already because it landed on its side, which is why the pictures look like this. Wow, it's yeah. amazing. Such clear images there. But did they have chocolate? <laughs> no chocolate in okay. space? Got it. <laughs> Willy Wonka. I'm yeah. still hung up on that yeah. one. That, yeah. Imagine showing up to that. Oh, my God. Let's end today with a live look out over Honolulu. Some clouds in the sky, but still, it is a beautiful Aloha Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting. Building peace of mind one roof at a time. Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. And Tony Group. Visit the Tony Group in Hilo, Kona, and Waipio. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.